The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Welcome to the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is episode 152, that's 152, and we are talking about podcasts today on the podcast. The official title is So You Want to Have a Podcast, and this is part one of three where we're going to be talking about uh, some of the requirements of uh, today having a podcast. Next week we'll be talking about web web shows, and uh, the week after that we're going to be talking about TV shows. But... um, we have a lot of guys who ask us, hey, I want to have a podcast. Hey, I want to have a web show. Hey, I want to have a TV show. What does it take? What do I need to know to do that? And so we thought we'd do a little series on uh, exactly that. So we are going to be going over um, what you'll need gear-wise, uh, what you're going to need um, uh, software-wise, what you're going to need uh, subscription-wise, uh, what kind of assets you may need to look at creating and having, um, as well as kind of what the back end of having a podcast requires. Um, and the same thing for all of the other things, web shows and TV shows later. So um, we've got the usual two suspects co-hosting with me today. We've got uh, the K-Meister, Keegan. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> we got to find him a nickname. I'm just going to keep throwing things out till we find one. Can you say hello to the folks, Keegan? Not with that introduction. Perfect. Muted indefinitely. Neat. Clay. Clayblade. Hola, como estas? What was the nickname that we were supposed to have stick for you? Crash. Crash. Mm-mm. Nope. Because you kind of liked it. And therefore, <laughs> you cannot have it. Yeah. Did people know why... Yes. Oh. Are you guys hearing that buzzing? Or is it just me? I hear it. Where do you think that's coming from? I don't know. I wish I could figure it out, but I can't. So, like, I've tried everything that I could think to do, but we're just going to have to, um, we're going to have to carry on. Um, As always, we usually stream these on YouTube, so uh, you can watch it on YouTube uh, after the fact, if you're a person who likes to watch podcasts, um, like and comment, subscribe, turn on your notifications, smash that subscribe button, demolish the like button, leave us a comment down below, wreck that comment bar. <sighs> that, that might get an indefinite mute. I never want to <laughs> hear that noise in my headphones ever again. Not never. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear that. Um, First things first, to have a podcast, you need to have an entertaining crew. Something like that. 
And if this is an entertainment, I don't know what is. I'm entertained, and that's really all I care about. <laughs> so let's talk, I think, generally about things to consider um, before you even look at purchasing gear for your podcast. I think that, and it's become kind of a meme to have a podcast uh, because it seems like everybody and their brother has a podcast where they all get together and they talk about things. Um, I think that it is important for, if you're going to have a podcast to really kind of understand what the purpose of the podcast is and what you want to say with the podcast, um, and try to have kind of a unique spin. You know, I think that, uh, getting around and talking about things is cool, but if you want to garner a listenership and an audience, then you a either have to have some kind of knowledge on the things that you're talking about that maybe um, people who are listening don't have or would like to have or a perspective on things that people would like to have or hear from or a take or you're funny or something like that. Um, so when you're thinking about having a podcast, just try to kind of think of what's my differentiating factor? What makes me unique or what, what will make this podcast unique um, and separate it from the mass of podcasts. I mean, if you go on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you guys get your podcasts, there's a lot of places. There's so many. There are so many podcasts just in general in the world. Um, and similarly, there's that many hunting podcasts. Um, Do you know a couple of the top three? Um, they might not be one, two, and three, but are podcasts about the news podcasts about music and then podcasts about like murder mysteries that would make sense those are some of the top three well just from my listening habits um i've listened to i like to listen to news podcasts like in the morning sometimes um i like murder mystery crime podcasts when i'm driving places um I don't really listen to music podcasts. I know there are some. I've listened to a few um, music podcasts that, like, dissect some albums. um, And they were dissecting an album from one of my favorite artists, so I listened to that one. But can't say I've really listened to many music podcasts. I'd rather just listen to music. And usually they don't have the rights to play the music. So, like, how are you going to talk about it and not play it? Especially if they're talking about like dissecting the music and what the artist is doing behind the scenes and stuff like that uh, musically, like I want to be able to hear that. So I haven't listened to many music podcasts, but what are your what kind of podcast do you listen to, Keegan? Um, ninety percent of the podcasts that I listen to have something to do with in the outdoor creative space mm-hmm. or about photography in general or videography. Listen to a lot of like wedding photographers and their podcasts. Clay. Uh, first off, rude. Someone's phone just went off. It was my computer, but also my phone. Um, you tell me that new M1 chip doesn't have a live podcast sensor on it, knowing it should mute itself. Hmm? No, it doesn't. We're this isn't radio. This is a podcast. I don't have like a delay. I don't have the oh crap button. I wish. First I did. thing when starting a podcast. 
Mute your stuff. I muted both mine. We've really had. A, I muted this. We've had a lineup of oopsies today. You started the po- the well, live. I muted this. I forgot that it start yeah. to tell people about the things they need to know about a podcast. We didn't hit record. We got see. We didn't have to put off. that in this version. That could have been lost to the internet. Didn't hit record. Phone going off. I think it's. I if think Clay it's. Would have done it. You would have rode that horse so into the desert. Exactly. Out of water, and you then got off and walked a little longer. Exactly. Whistled the tune about I would have. I would have. Stuff. Okay. I would exactly. have. Thank you. Thank you, Keegan. I would have, but, you know, I didn't know if Clay was going to. And just because I would have doesn't mean I can't put up a fight that somebody does it to me. I'm a giant hypocrite. Giant. I, I, we know. <laughs> you guys have seen me drive. We, that's. Unfortunately. Yeah. <clears throat> it is a scary time in my life. Um. Caleb says y'all can't function without me. I got this entire thing set up from scratch, Caleb. I did it on my laptop. We're here. We're we're doing it. We're doing the things. Um, what podcast do you listen to? I listen to just hunting podcasts. Okay. I listen to Dudley's podcast. Um, he does have a good podcast. Yeah, when he puts them out, he's just so busy. It's hard to yeah for him to get them out, but. I listen to Dudley's podcast. I listen to the Kafaru podcast, um, and I listen to one that the the Forum Rockslide puts out. Mm. I listen to their podcast because it's like pretty gear centric. So I'm one of those guys that's like a gear junkie, but mm-hmm. doesn't have gear because I don't need it or <laughs> nor can I afford it. So well, I listen just, to it you in never the buy thing. I listen. You won't it, buy anything. I listen it to the in the event I do have to buy something, but. I just listen to hunting podcasts. I think you just like to think about buying things. I do. I, I think that turns you on. I have an entire backcountry gear list that I will probably never fulfill because we'll probably never have to go in the backcountry. I hope we do. That would be awesome. That would be fun. But <laughs> yeah, I would. I would like to do that a lot. Yeah, never, never probably get to do that. So, all in all, most of us listen to podcasts to get information usually from people who are more knowledgeable or have a different perspective than we do. Um, so, rule number one of starting a podcast. Know your audience. Know your audience. Know what you have to say and try to differentiate yourself somehow and uh, have something unique to say um, or a unique way to say it. I think that's important uh, to consider. And, uh Yeah. Step two is uh, you're going to have to get some gear to record the uh, pressure waves that your vocal box creates that come out of your mouth, a.k.a. you're going to need a microphone because that's what sound is. (laughs) I was just, I want this, I want a picture of this right now because the looks that I'm getting from both Keegan and Clay are (laughs) just amazing. And they're they're trying to make me feel bad about what I just said, but I think it's hilarious. Uh, step two, you're going to need some gear to record yourself. So uh, we get this question a lot, and like any other question, the gear that you get is entirely dependent on how much you want to spend on it. Um, you can spend $0, or you can spend a lot of dollars. Uh, you can literally take your phone and speak into the voice recorder app um, on on like without headphones and make a podcast that way. Um, would I necessarily recommend that? No, but you can do that. Um, you can also take a pair of Apple headphones 
and speak into those right into your uh, right into your phone and record a podcast that way. Plug, you could plug headphones into a laptop. Yeah, you, you can, can record them that way. Yep. Um, there's a way you can do it for very very little money. Um, you can get you can get microphones that'll plug into well, that'll plug into a phone that'll you, plug into your computer. I I know a lot of people do those. Uh, what are they? The Blue Yetis. You can get a uh, like an eighty or a hundred dollar Zoom mm-hmm. audio recorder and a microphone and plug it right into that, and it kind of goes the same way as we say like your lenses are kind of more important than your body when we talk about video and photography. Your microphone is, in a general speaking, more important than what the audio is going into. Because if you have this giant board that we have, but you're talking through iPhone headphones, that giant board isn't going to make your iPhone headphones sound like what we're sounding like now. No, and and any recording device is just usually going to take raw audio directly from your microphone and just record it. And then it's up to you what you do with it. So you really, like you said, dependent on the microphone for the majority of how good your audio sounds. Um, So I would say if you've got money to spend, you know, get a good microphone. You can spend anything from $85 for like a... The microphones that we use, we used to use them, or I used to use them for the podcast, but now we use them pretty much for just voiceover work um, in our offices. I think these are like ATR, um, Audio-Technica, uh, USB yeah, mics, yeah. like ATR uh, 200s or 2100s or yeah, something. something. I'll look like it up that. real quick. And they're like $85 a mic. They really look like just a regular handheld microphone that you would hand somebody on a stage. Uh, they come with a pop filter. They come with a little stand, uh, like a little tripod stand. It's not super useful, but you can use that. Um, also, and if, if it, you have lav mics, you can use those. You can just use lav mics and plug them into some type of device that records audio, and mm-hmm. you've got that. Yep. So um, if you have some of like lav mics, like you said, you can use those. Uh, you can start getting the microphones at like $85 you can get. There's uh, a lot of people use those uh, blue Yetis. Those are like $110. Um, and then you can really just go up from there. There's there's studio quality microphones that cost multiple hundreds of dollars. You know, like the, I can't say off the top of my head what Joe Rogan is using, but like those are very high-end microphones. So you could spend a lot of money on a microphone. Um but you don't have to. We use these uh, Audio Technica. What are they? BPHS ones. Um, and the reason that we use these uh, is because one, they come integrated with headphones. Uh, headphones are not necessarily a requirement. But Ryan but I will to hear himself talk. I do because I have a silky smooth voice, hence the nickname Red Velvet. Um, you know. That was designated to me. I did nothing to earn that but have this voice. So um, I do like to hear myself talk sometimes. But one of the reasons to have headphones is so that you can monitor uh, what your what your microphones are picking up. So 
you probably want to have at least one pair of headphones. Again, you can use uh, just any old uh, Apple or whatever headphones that you've got laying around uh, to monitor. And you can also go spend money on studio headphones if you want to. Those range anywhere from 50 bucks to $500, $750. Really, whatever you want to spend. Um, I've got some uh, Sennheiser ones, just kind of basic monitoring ones that I've used just for video editing and stuff, and those work pretty good. And I think they're maybe 150 something like that. And I've had them for five years or something like that. Um, the reason that we have these is twofold. One, they come with the headphones. Two, the microphone is connected to them. Uh, so, A, for travel, we can throw all four of these in a case, and it takes up a little less room, and everything's all connected. Uh, two, it makes it very easy to make sure you're getting good quality audio when the microphone is directly attached to your face, and you can't you can't speak away from it. Uh, same thing with headphones. One of the main reasons that I recommend that people get sets of headphones for their guests, especially if you're using a microphone that is highly directional or one that they can easily turn away from and not speak into the uh, capture pattern of the microphone, is uh, headphones help guests self-correct that. Subconsciously, people know like... They can hear themselves, and when they start talking off the mic and their audio levels drop, they'll self-correct and start talking back into the mic where uh, their audio levels are higher. Um, it just kind of helps them self-regulate where they need to be talking into the mic. Um, <clears throat> with these, you don't have to worry about that. You can slap them on anybody, and if they are a little soft or their audio doesn't sound the best, you can just kind of tell them to reposition their microphone, and you're good to go. Um, so that's kind of why we have these. They're, I think, initially built for broadcasting, but they plug right up into the board, and uh, it's really an easy, easy way to do it. BPHS1. I'm going to look up exactly how much these are so that you guys know. These ones are about $200 a pop, so... Um, not really very, not bad, especially when you're getting a mic and a uh, pair of headphones with it. Um, like I said, uh, you can spend as much as you want on any of these things. Um, and uh, we're going to try to give you at least kind of what we're using. Uh, past that, you know, Google searches are your best friend. Um, so once you've got the microphones, you're going to need something to record into. Like I said, could be your phone. Uh, it could be your computer. You can just record directly into a computer if you've got a mic that has uh, USB capabilities. Um, there's ways you can do it if you don't have a mic that has USB capabilities, but we're not going to get into those here. Uh, they're kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. So if you know you're going to be recording into a computer, just make sure you get a microphone that has uh, like a USB out so that you can just plug that right into your computer. Uh, the ATR uh, 2100s or whatever they are uh, have that, and uh, that's what we use a lot for just recording scratch audio and random voiceover in the uh, in the studio downstairs. Um, past that, you can start looking at independent audio recorders. Zoom has a bunch of them. Um, I don't know what version they're up to. I want to say it's H5, H6, 
but basically, these are handheld audio recorders. Um, they come with microphones that sit on top of them, uh, but you can also plug microphones into them. Uh, each of them has kind of different specs as to how many microphones you can plug into them uh, and what they'll do. But essentially, uh, you plug the microphones in, hit record, record your podcast, and it spits you out an audio file. Uh, you can get those used probably for like a hundred bucks if you get one of the older versions, all the way up to uh, three hundred and fifty dollars for a uh, Zoom H6, which I think is kind of what they're up to now. So the very, 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 very early episodes of this podcast, Caleb recorded on a Zoom H something. Yeah, and we still have that. Mm-hmm. And you can, it's also dual purpose. A lot of guys use those in the field for audio recording. Um, so you can plug your lav mics in, you can plug your boom mics in, you can plug your shotgun mics into it. Uh, you can go and collect ambient audio with the uh, little stereo mic it's got on top. Uh, it's a really very versatile tool. Um, so like, if you get one, you can also use it for uh, video if that's something that you're also involved in. Um, Past that, you can uh, you can get a mixing board that will plug into a computer and record. I used to do that, um, but you know, I think the next best option past a a independent audio recorder is probably something like what we run. Uh, it's a super super common uh, setup, and we have the Rodecaster Pro, and basically all of our headphones plug into this which is kind of an all-in-one audio recording broadcasting mixing board Um, the cool thing about this board is it's all self-contained and by the end uh, like from you press record talk into it if you press record if you press record yes uh and yeah y'all are doing great you just sit there and berate me That'll work great. That'll be perfect. People love that. Um, You press record, record your audio, press record again. It records it all to an SD card, and it has basically all of the post-processing that you would usually need to do in a software applied in line, so applied to the file as you're talking, so that when you uh, are done, you basically have a file that's ready for um, publishing. Uh, you can program, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight buttons that you can program with, uh, different preloaded sounds. And so like what we do is we've got all of our, uh, open and close, uh, sounds in there. If you've got sponsor stuff, if you've got mid roll ads, whatever it is, you can pre-record it, load it on those buttons and you can do it all live basically and get a file that's got everything in it. Um, If you don't have something like this, usually the workflow is you record the audio. uh, It spits out probably a WAV file, which is uh, the audio equivalent of a RAW file. Um, It may spit out an MP3 if you want it to. uh, And then you have to bring that file into an audio editing program. So there's some open source ones that I can't remember the name of, but... I know that um, Apple has its Logic. I think it's called Logic, Logic Studio or something like that. Some people can use GarageBand. Um, 
Premiere has Audition, and then there's, I forget the name of it, I used it like twice, uh, but there's some open source um, audio editing programs, and uh, you can do all of your post-processing. Um, because what you'll find is that when you record into just a recorder and you get the file back, it, it doesn't sound as nice as like this would or as what you're used to hearing on the radio or on other podcasts. And that's because um, those either have inline uh, compressors and equalizers and things like that to help sweeten and um, uh, I not condense level the audio, sweeten and level the audio, uh, or they've done that in post. So uh, another thing to keep in mind, if you uh, have the skills or you want to learn how to do that, um, you know, then any recorder is probably going to be good. Um, if you uh, don't know how to do that, something like this might be a little bit of a better option for you because it has all of those things built in. You don't have to touch any settings, and what you're hearing right now comes out of the board without you having to do anything to it. Like We don't have to take this and put it into a program to make it sound like this. Uh, of course, if you're fine with your audio sounding exactly like how it does off of a recorder with no post-processing, then have at it, sender. Um, I personally would uh, advocate learning how to post-process your audio so that you can make it sound really nice, get it in level, make it sound uh, really sweet and sultry, make your voice sound uh, super great, and uh, then send it out. What? Look, everybody can make their voice sound nice. It's I didn't called, say anything. Don't look at me. I'm just looking. I just... I'm just looking around, just looking around at the audience. I got really to me the advantage of having that board is like if you look back at some of the original podcasts, um, at some of the like shows you guys were at when you were recording in hotel rooms, mm -hmm. and you only had like a couple microphones, and then all of a sudden it was getting like passed around, and it yeah. was where now you can plug all these in and just run with it. And I'm listening. Are you saying if it's a microphone? Mm-hmm. Turn, you got to turn your three down then. Turn your three down and talk and see what it does. <clears throat> but this board, um, the, also the good thing about it is you can plug up to four microphones in it. Mm -hmm. Where, like, most of the Zooms, I think the most you'll get is two. Your iPhone, you're just going to get one. We can put four audio channels into this board so doing plus this, a phone plus a usb input correct you can bluetooth your phone take calls right um so like when we do when we have the class and people are like asking questions at the class and stuff we're up here with our three headsets on and then we have a xlr out through one of the channels with just a regular handheld microphone that's being passed around the people that are here for the class yeah and they're able to do that and i mean other than hearing nine different voices and at a time you can't tell that that's what we're doing. Yep. So. And this will also spit you out a raw multi-track if you want it. Yes. Um, some people like that. So basically it'll spit out an, a separate track for every input stream 
or every input that you've got going into the board. So I think probably like six or seven tracks, and it'll spit out a raw file, so it'll be a wave file. There's no compression. It will be free of any of the inline effects that you might have set. And so if you're somebody who, A, wants to edit your podcast, like cut sections out of it, or um, when people aren't talking, cut that out, or... Um, process each channel individually you have the ability to do that with the board um, we don't do that i think it sounds great off the board and we that, don't need to what's mess the with the board that. cost that board uh, it's like 650 dollars no that's with two headphones Both. roadcaster pro podcast production studio 494 right now on amazon it's not awful for what it is no i mean all in all, for the exact setup that we've got, say five hundred dollars for the board, two, four, six, eight, that's what, thirteen hundred? Thirteen hundred dollars all in all, and you're gonna get a podcast that sounds exactly like this. Um, with as much work as it takes to load the sounds up, hit record, plug your stuff in, and talk. Yeah, uploading those sounds is easy. Yeah, they have an app. You can do it on your computer. You can plug it in via USB and do it that way. When we did the whole sports intro thing, we edited it, airdropped it to my phone, plugged my phone in to, or blue, no, Bluetoothed it to the board and put it on through Bluetooth. Yeah. What it's super, think? super easy. Um, for, if you've got, that much money to spend, I would say spend it on this. Um, yeah, it's 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 there's really about it. Yeah, that's it, really not that much money, and no. you don't need to start with four. You can start with a board and one headset. Yeah, or, or two headsets and go Easily. from there. It's really as a as a proponent of workflows. It's the easiest workflow of of any solution that you could have. Right. Um, I think it's one of those things that people look at and it kind of intimidates them. Yeah. Like if they were to look at a thumbnail picture of it on a website or whatever, it would intimidate them. But, I mean, as long as you hit record and turn the volume on, like you honestly can't mess it up. Because no. you don't have to use the preloaded buttons. If you don't want to use the preloaded buttons and each episode you ever have is going to have a different sponsor or something, and you have that audio on your computer, you can throw it into Audition or even throw it into Premiere mm -hmm. and put that at the front and the end and be done with it, export your MP3 and be done. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're choosing when you're choosing what you want to use as far as the, the gear stuff, um, obviously consider your budget, consider how much you want to spend, consider how you want your podcast to sound. If you literally don't care, um, then, you know, that narrows your, op it, it doesn't really narrow your options, but, you know, you may not have to spend as much. Um, consider how much time you want to spend post-processing pro your audio if you want it to sound nice, um, because either you have to get something like this or you have to post-process your audio and kind of make that decision from there. Like we said, you can get as expensive as you want with gear, but... I think this is a really, really good solution for just about anybody um, uh, unless you just don't have the money to spend on it, in which case, um, you know, 
I would check out kind of a couple of the other options that we presented earlier and then learn how to post-process your audio. Uh, it's not super hard. And usually if you figure out how to do it one time, you kind of do the same thing every time and your stuff's going to sound nice. Just takes a little bit of YouTubing, a little bit of finagling, a little bit of extra time on the back end. Um, but, you know, uh, it's not that big of a deal. I have faith in all of you guys to learn that. Um, I know I have a buddy, um, Levi, with Goose Gossip Podcast that um, he did probably 75, 80 episodes with before he got aboard. And the second he got aboard that first podcast, he was like, "How? The, why did I ever do it without it? Yeah. You know? It's just so easy. It's so easy. I wish I could show you guys like a physical example right now of what like a raw, unprocessed something would sound like versus this so that you, you people who are listening can hear the difference. Um, but like this just sounds so nice and it takes zero work. Yeah. It just comes out like that. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, those are, those are your, um, recording solutions. So once you have decided what you're going to talk about and talked about it, you then have to take that and put it somewhere. Uh, and this is, where the uh, kind of the back end stuff gets kind of wishy-washy complicated a little bit, but once you set it up one time, you don't have to set it up again. You have to choose what's called a hosting service. There's a variety of hosting services online. Uh, we use SoundCloud. I have used in the past a service called Libsyn. I know there's one called Burber, uh, Bur Burberry or something like that, um, and probably a handful of others, Podbean, Maybe. Uh, I don't know all of them off the top of my head. There's a bunch of them. We use SoundCloud, so we know it works. A lot of people use SoundCloud. Um, it's uh, really easy to use. And essentially, uh, what you're looking for, again, it's called a podcast host or a hosting service, is somewhere where you're going to upload your podcasts. And then what that host is going to do is create for you an RSS feed. RSS feeds are kind of outdated mostly in the internet world uh, they used to be used as a way to basically collect regularly published content from around the web in a singular place um, people don't really do that anymore especially because we have social media and and email and stuff like that but essentially what an rss feed is um, for as far as you're concerned is a place where your podcast lives uh, that other audio services can look to to find it and publish it to theirs. Um, so you're going to have to have a podcast host. You'll upload to the podcast host, and that it will give you an RSS feed. And then you have to go and set up that RSS feed in like your iTunes, in your Spotify's of the world, uh, in your Google Play Store. Uh, there's probably one or two that I'm missing, but those are kind of your big ones um, to make sure that your when you push your podcast or upload your podcast up to whoever's ho whatever service is hosting your podcast, uh, it then pushes your podcast out to all of the platforms. So it takes you have to obviously set up your hosting, and then you have to go and set up each individual. Um, service, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Store, 
you have to go set up your RSS feed manually within those, um, within those, I'll call them applications, but within those services uh, one time. And then once you've done that, you're good, unless something breaks, but we've never had that happen. Um, and all you have to do after you do that is just upload your podcast to whoever you're hosting with. Um, it there's step by steps on how how each service wants you to, you know, create accounts and connect your RSS feeds, but uh, it's pretty simple, and uh, it just like I said takes one time doing. I would suggest if you're going to have a podcast to uh, set up like a Gmail account for said podcast because you're going to need uh, emails and whatnot for setting up accounts uh, with your hosting services, with all of these uh, different, the iTunes, Spotify's, Google Plays, uh, to set up accounts with them so that you can publish your RSS feed through them. Um, and it just kind of makes it easy to have an email. Plus, if you've got one, then people can contact you at that email. Um, and it's not super hard to set up an email, obviously. I assume everybody here has set up an email, so, Right. Have you set up an email before? Never once. Really? I actually don't have email. Oh. Wow. Got a couple of internet newbies here. So Yeah, I still use a landline. I guess we'll do a... <laughs> I landline? Still, I'm still using pigeons. I was going to say. Clay and I send... We've got a flock don't of six pigeons. Don't tell Chuck Belmore that. You ain't got any pigeons left. <laughs> Chuck's going to play spy and go capture all of our messages by shooting down the carrier pigeons. Oh. That used to be... <laughs> That probably happened. There was probably people trying to capture carrier pigeons. A hundred percent that happened. Like someone was trying to to snitch on someone else, and there were like people sitting at windows with muskets just shooting pigeons. Or nets. Or rocks. Even like World War I, they were shooting down pigeons. (laughs) How do you get that job? That's, That's a great job for Chuck. Chuck could definitely be a spy if that was the main activity required for or spying. As long as it wasn't sneaking around. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't be a great sneaker, but he'd be a great pigeon catcher. I don't think there's a lot of catching that no. he'd be doing. <laughs> no. Just, you know, he'll catch the pigeons the same way we catch deer. You know what I mean? So, you got it. Yes. Uh, this, <laughs> this is funny. Um, so, Alaskans, when they go moose hunting, they don't say we're gonna go moose hunting. They go, yeah, we're gonna go catch a moose. Really? Mm-hmm. First time I heard that, I just about rolled laughing. It was hilarious. I've never heard that. That's interesting. That's that's what all locals say. <laughs> we're gonna go catch a moose. Well, I guess it's not technically wrong everywhere, then, huh? Fun fact. Uh, Winter Productions. Who I'm still not sure who that is. Who's Winter Productions? I don't know. I wish it had a name in parentheses next to it that I could tell. Uh, but it, alas, I don't know. Uh, says it's worth it, and uh, also says Anchor. Yes, I forgot about that one. Good call. Anchor is another um, podcast hosting service. Uh, and then our boy Jason said, "I was thinking about starting a podcast this morning." You should, Jason. I'm sure everybody would like to hear the luxurious sounds of your voice uh, on the interwebs, almost as much as they'd like to hear mine. Actually, probably more. 100%. Because people, even though my voice sounds nice sonically, people are annoyed with the things that I say. 100%. Facts. It happens. Can't please everybody. 
Uh, so, you have figured out what you're going to talk about. You have talked about it. You have put it out into the interwebs. Now what? Now what do we do? Um, this is kind of where Keegan will talk more now because now we talk about... Oh, uh, I forgot one thing. We'll get back to you, Keegan. I know you're very excited to talk about what you don't know you're going to talk about yet. Uh, naming your podcast, you have to figure out a good name. That Obviously, that lot. goes without saying. Um, I should have mentioned that earlier, but it slipped my mind. I Is just it? It's one of those things that I take for granted when you're talking about figuring out what you're going to have a podcast on. But uh, figure out a good name. Figure out a name that kind of helps viewers understand what it is that you're going to be talking about is slightly descriptive and catchy and memorable, obviously, just like anything. And then um, you're also going to need either a logo and or album art. It's called album art, but it's basically a thumbnail image. Um, so when you're creating a podcast, also think about you're going to need to create some kind of digital identity um, and a group of assets uh, surrounding that podcast uh, brand, right? So you're going to need to either make a logo. There's a lot of services online that you can kind of make one from scratch-ish. Uh, you, If you've got design skills, freaking go for it, do it. You can use Photoshop, you can use InDesign, you can use Illustrator, whatever it is. Uh, you can also hire a graphic designer to design a logo. Um, and you're going to need uh, something that is a square that appears next to your podcast on your RSS feeds, on your hosting, on all of the places where your podcast will appear. Um, so you're that's something you'll need. I mean, I don't really know if I have a whole bunch of tips for that. I mean, that's more of a graphic a design Google thing. But, university question. Um, think about when when people see your podcast, they're going to see a name. They might see what an episode is called, and then they're going to see that image. So whatever that image is needs to be something that's recognizable, needs to be something that will... Um, help tell viewers what the podcast is about has to be something that'll catch their eye and then something that's unique and cool and uh, you know, not crazy busy, just basic kind of design stuff. Um, is there anything that I sh else I should mention as far as that goes? I don't know, just get your name needs to get the point across. So what you're trying to mm -hmm. talk about because otherwise it just falls into the, ethos of other podcasts yeah when somebody wants to look up a hunting podcast it helps if there's some like words in your name that narrow down your topic mm -hmm. and i think the thumbnail is important too because i know when i've been looking at at podcasts you look at the thumbnail just the same way when you're looking at youtube videos you look at the thumbnail and it gives you a visual indication of what you might be watching um if the thumbnail looks like it was done in Microsoft Paint or done in the 90s, I don't want to listen to that podcast. Come on. You wouldn't listen to a podcast that was helped designed by Clippy? I, unless it was a video. 
Unless it was a very specific podcast, and I knew that that album art was ironic in some way. No. But to piggyback off of that, if your podcast also sounds like it was created in Microsoft Paint. People will not want to listen yeah. to it. So you yeah. will have to have a $1,300 setup, but if you can afford a little bit more to make it sound a little bit better, then you probably should. Yeah, we should have stated that earlier. Yeah, probably don't make the podcast driving down the road in your mud, tr- mud truck with loud but tires. we have recorded with this exact setup in the truck, and you can't tell. Yeah. So that speaks for itself. So, Yes. There, there definitely have been some podcasts that I've listened to some episodes where I'm like, I really like this, and then I'll get to another episode, and they're like on the phone with somebody that's in the car, and they're clearly just talking into their phone. And all you can hear is road noise and their blinker and them, them yelling at traffic. And I'm like, I'm done with this podcast. Now. They're hitting, they're hitting the, yeah, uh, I guess, the safety bumps on the side of the interstate. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I guess I thought that that was, again, there's some things that sometimes I just don't think about saying because to me it's like obviously. But, yeah, if your audio sounds like trash, people are not going to want to listen to that. I mean, it's like you wouldn't go – some things Listen. are obvious, but they still tell people that coffee's hot, so it's obviously not. I, yeah, I know. Or not to drink gasoline. <laughs> it smells so sweet, though. I do like the smell of gasoline. Diesel's better. Diesel does smell nice. Do you I know what smells like better smell than diesel. both of those? He's going to say jet fuel. Jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of jet fuel. I love how airports smell, man. Mm. I love how airports smell. Like I could, if I could get my entire Do you house. Spend a lot of time on the outside of an airport. I mean, not a lot of time, but like you can still smell the jet fuel inside the airport. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff floating around there. But it's, mm, I love jet fuel. Love it. Uh, how, my bang how do you, how has do you smell jet fuel over the Cinnabon that you're standing in front of for three hours. Personally, I just stick my nose in the window cracks and hope to hope to get a whiff. You don't. <sighs> Modern construction would really hope that they wouldn't be getting <laughs> airflow through the window cracks. It only works in the really old, drafty airports, but you oh, got to try Kansas it still. Kansas City, calling them out. Uh, <laughs> this, yeah, audio quality is very important. If your audio sounds like absolute trash, nobody will listen to your podcast, I promise. You were going to say something other than trash. <laughs> <laughs> I had about four things. There was a hierarchy of things I was going to say. And I had to go through like four items before I found one that was uh, uh, appropriate for air. And that, and if you messed up, that's where a multi-track raw file would have been helpful because oh, yeah. we could have gone in and quacked you out. Or but we are out. live though, so mm. the live viewers would have seen that, listened to it. Um, another thing that is helpful before we let Keegan talk about what he's going to talk about, because I know what Keegan is going to talk about. I'm glad everybody else does. Is uh, <laughs> I want to. I'm going to say what he's going to talk about, and then I want you to say what you thought it was and if you were correct. Uh, having notes helps a lot, so you don't just sit there and Well, ra- that comes ramble. later. We're, we're getting there. Oh. We're getting to that part. Oh. Right yeah. now, we're talking but about more right. technical requirements, but yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Clay, can't believe that you would not say that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, good quality audio. Please, please do what you can to ensure that you have good quality audio. Um, now, once you have created your digital assets 
and uh, solidified your online identity, recorded your podcast, uploaded it to your podcast host, and set up all your RSS feeds so that everybody in the world with any streaming service or podcast service that they want can listen to it. Um, you have to tell people that it exists. And in today's day and age, telling people that things exist fall squarely in the lap of the users of social media. And who better to talk about... <laughs> who better to talk about Social media. <laughs> we had a clapping. <laughs> we had a clapping or thing. A drum roll. Our one and only, <laughs> the one and only. I need a new job. <laughs> Social media extraordinaire man of the hour with a mullet. It's Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you thought we were going to have yes. him talk about? Ha <laughs> Promoting. Yes. Podcast on social media. So now we're going to start talking about all the back end stuff that's not physically creating the podcast. You and know what's awesome? What? Is you not only have to talk about the back-end stuff for the podcast, but you have to talk about the back-end stuff for a web show. You got to talk about this two <coughs> more times after this. Mm-hmm. And I know you're excited. Super, super excited. Sorry, continue. Honestly, can hardly stay in my seat. So, give us just a little bit of well, a taste with of anything the, you need to promote it for it to be successful. Right. Um, a podcast is a product. You need to promote it the same way that you would promote a product or brand or anything. Mm-hmm. It is all of those things. So that's part of where having guests that are people that people want to listen to comes into play. Yes. Um, that's a big one. You know, we have guests on here and they're a lot of fun to listen to. Um, really mix it up. But yeah, your social media, you know, you can do that in just having a page that's just dedicated to that podcast or linking your podcast to like your personal page is especially if you're talking about your personal activities, mm-hmm. you know, that's advantageous, but just making general awareness, you know, telling the boys, Hey, I'm going to talk about this today. You know, that's why we do this live stuff and why we have several platforms that we bounce that off of that surround this podcast, you know, giving people the information that what's going to happen why it's happening and being able to answer questions about it is kind of huge. Yeah. Like you said, with anything, you have to garner an audience and you have to keep your audience um, informed as to what's happening, when it's happening, and that your things exist. Consistency helps a lot. You know, if you can consistent, like we try and do it every Wednesday at three. Try. Big word. (laughs) But... I mean, that's, that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you have super successful podcasts that air on a regular basis all the time. You know when they're going to air. And that's how they have a big audience. Like the Redneck Tech Podcast every Wednesday. Except for when we're busy. Every, when we're busy <laughs> every Wednesday. you just tune back in? <laughs> I've been we, tuned in. We literally just said that. You literally just parroted exactly what he said. I know. I was rebuttling. Or not rebuttling, restating. Okay. Reaffirming. Backing up, revisiting, circling back. Any other corporate terms we could use there? I bet there are a few. Um, like the Redneck Tech Podcast, except when we're busy. Every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's important to note. 
Um, yeah, when you don't do that, your regular crew of listeners um, tend to get a little discouraged that they're the thing that they were looking forward to listening to at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. From the um, Red Night Tech Podcast. Yes, uh, didn't air. Because we know were busy. I get frequent messages from certain people, um, Devin, who, <laughs> when we don't air the podcast, <laughs> called out. He he wonders what's up. I had someone with Is the, he, like, doing a welfare check, or he's like, where's my podcast? Yes. I had someone <laughs> with the initials Lauren Brady ask me the same thing. <laughs> I like that was a good one. Yeah, that was I a mean, good one. That's all a big thing. Um, Consistency is huge with anything. Right. Um, otherwise, people don't know. So if you disappear for months, um, nobody's going to know or think about it. You just have to continue to stay relevant in people's minds. Um, what kind of things would you suggest are helpful to um, be putting on social media? for somebody looking to build an audience and, and kind of garner a following and then also make sure that they're, they're um, interacting with and providing value to that following? Like what kind of assets? I mean, you kind of have to tell people what you're talking about or what your podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even just putting audio files, like we use, um, is that Headliner? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll pull audio files from the podcast and then put those out there and give people a 15, 30 second clip of what that podcast was about or what we're talking about um, so that maybe somebody will tune in, uh, not on the live, because we're obviously doing that afterwards, but Mm -hmm. get people just thinking about it and seeing it. And then all of a sudden, once they see one of your podcasts and they think that's kind of cool, then they continue to listen. You know, and then all of a sudden you have listeners that have listened to all 152 episodes and you've actually done something with it. You know, the hardest part is getting people to listen to it, but, when you have a like niche, especially, and you're not just a broad thing that people are going to listen to, you know, a n- music podcast that talks about general music is going to attract a very broad audience. But a podcast, even about this, is a small niche in mm-hmm. the hunting world. Um, so you have to be able to get get your name in front of people so that they actually want to listen and can get the value that you're providing. You know, that value is something that people need to be able to see is there um, before that they necessarily listen to it unless they just stumble upon it. How many hours a week do you think it would require um, to do a decent job at at I don't, promoting I don't, your your podcast brand on social media? I don't think you'd have to really go crazy with it. I mean, you could do... An hour or two a week would be enough, just as long as you work still. Uh, a consistency is everything. You know that's how the social media platforms work. If you're consistent with it, it consistently shows up in people's faces, mm-hmm. um, and that's really all that it's asking for, is just to be continually put in front of people, um, and then hopefully you're providing valuable enough information that somebody goes, "Hey, you should listen to this." And then you grow your audience from that. Cool. Word. Yeah. uh, Just another consideration, you know. I think it's important. I personally think if you're going to have a podcast, then it probably needs its own space on social media. Um, 
you can correct me if you think that I'm wrong, but I think that, you know, unless you're, like you said, talking literally just about your personal life, I would create a separate page for that podcast to live on and then, you know, just be um, cognizant that that page exists and uh, put content out on it. Obviously, you're already creating a podcast, so um, you can use... Uh, yeah, you already Premiere, have already you can set use up to do it. Audition, you can use any variety of editing softwares uh, to pull clips, uh, to post and publish those clips on social media. You can also use services like Headliner that do those little um, animation graphics that we do um, just to kind of... audiograms? Yeah, I think they're called an audiogram. Um, <clears throat> and uh, just to kind of give your audio a little bit of a, diff- a, a visual component... Uh, we film ours, which is a whole other set of requirements. We can talk about it briefly uh, in a minute. But uh, if you film yours, obviously you've got a video component, so you can use that. Um, you can edit it in Premiere. And then obviously anything else that relates to your podcast, pictures, graphics, whatever. Um, just like anything else, you can go as hard or as light as you want on it. And social media is one of those things where the more effort and time you put into it, uh, the higher dividends you'll get from it. And that's pretty consistent, I would think. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of with everything. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, just another thing to think about uh, is when you have a podcast, you're also going to need a social media presence to promote the podcast. <clears throat> Past that, you start to get into um, kind of just the usual, hey, we've got to create things. And um, consistency requires that you have things to talk about on a consistent basis. And sometimes, I mean, we can all attest to it, uh, it takes all three of us to figure out what we want to talk about that day. Um, And so... At first, uh, for sure, like, there's tons and tons of things to talk about. But the more you talk about different things, um, you start to narrow kind of that available pool of ideas that you've got. Um, And then, you know, you may have to spend some time researching or really just trying to figure out new things to talk about or creating creating new... series is to talk about or new topics to explore or finding finding people to talk to um is something that takes time and takes uh mental resources uh networking with those people scheduling those people um and keeping up with those (laughs) things are all skills and things that you'll need to dedicate time to yeah Uh, that becomes easier more difficult depending on what you're talking about right if you're solely educating then you have to continually be creating educational content right where if you're doing a podcast where you're just talking you're interviewing people um it makes it a little bit simpler because you always have new people Mm -hmm. that you're engaging with that are in the theme of what your podcast is yeah but you're still you're reaching out where they have a completely different life story that they can talk about or different experiences which in a lot of regards make that easier as Mm -hmm. long as you just have people lined up to do it Yep. Um, I mean, if you're somebody that travels around, you're just going 
place to place and you know where to go and you can talk to these people about that or you can talk about the place that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just think it's something worth noting that um, at some point you'll have to spend time doing some of those things. Um, yeah, then that's where like Clay talked about having yeah. notes. Yep, that was the next thing I was getting to. You know, and Clay can now get get to that. Notes, have notes. <laughs> notes, lots of them. No, I just think like, why do I sound muffled? Or is it just me? I guess because you're, you're going to need to put the microphone close to your mouth. Oh, Your mustache was in the way. Um, Well, like when you're first starting out, you have so many things that you can talk about that just listing them out so that when you talk about them, you can cross them off mm-hmm. just because instead of having to be like, oh, I have to do a podcast today. What am I going to talk about? And then not being able to come up with something versus having a list when you start out with 50 topics, you know, like there you go. You've got 50, to- 50 podcasts right there. And then at some point between that first podcast and that 50th podcast, something else will come to mind that you can add to that list. So it just makes it easier for you to, do podcasts, which where we don't do that, but we probably should. We do. Um, it's just like with anything, we get really busy doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah. And sometimes at two o'clock, we're like, oh, hey, we have to podcast in an hour and a half. What does everyone want to talk about? Yeah. Um, and then just notes, which we do often for most of the podcasts, is having a notes for each podcast. That way it keeps you on track and you're not rambling and. Um, it kind of, especially if you're like our podcast, we talk about gear and things like that. Having those things written in notes, what the name of it is, what it costs, where you could find it just so you don't have to spend an extra 45 seconds, you know, searching it because yeah, he says I'm, after I had to spend 45 seconds. Well, searching no, but gear today. I'm sure there's some type <laughs> of algorithm that goes out that like a one hour podcast gets better engagement than a, 25 or 30 minute podcast i'm sure there's something out there but if you're one hour is full of an hour's worth of information versus five minutes combined of you searching for stuff or rambling or trying to think of what you're going to talk about next uh it just makes the podcast flow easier yeah you lose people yeah all of a sudden you have big gaps in what you're trying to talk about and if you don't want those gaps in there then you have to go in and cut them out and edit them and throw the podcast back together so you yeah, know, it's also helping being able to write the description of the podcast. Right. Because that description on Spotify or YouTube or wherever it is can go a long way when somebody's trying to, you know, they see the title, they read the description and go, oh, okay, I actually want to listen to this. Mm-hmm. This sounds like I'm going to gain something from it. Right. Or if you have a bad description of what you're talking about, people are probably less apt to listen to it. Right. Because it doesn't seem like they're going to gain anything because you didn't put the extra effort in to make an accurate description about it. And that's, like you're saying, links to stuff and, like, gear. You know, having all that stuff already down, you can add that into your description and people can go, especially in, like, a YouTube. Yeah. Well, and if you're going to have, like, a guest on, kind of having them write down, like, if I'm going to have Ryer on my podcast and I want to talk about whatever editing the music, I'd like to see a note of what he wants to talk about. That way, if there's anything that needs to be added to my notes, I can add that. Mm-hmm. But two, like, if his version of a podcast editing the music is completely different than what I want to talk about, I want to make sure we're both on the same page before we get 30 minutes into a podcast and it's not what I wanted. Yeah. 
and also along the same lines, if you're going to have a guest-based podcast, um, it's just good form to have some information on your guest and to have some things prepared to talk about. Speaking of that, with guests, yes, having something prepared, but also to prepare the guest Mm -hmm. on do's and don'ts. Because there are a lot of guests that don't, that maybe aren't regular on podcasts um, that wouldn't think about some things. And like you've done several times in the last hour, you think some things are obvious, but they aren't obvious to everybody. Right. So to be able to prepare that guest and say, hey, these are the things that I don't want you to do. These are the things that I want you to do. Um, you know, please try not to say these things or try not to be sitting here clicking stuff while you're talking. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot, and it sounds bad. Informing them if it's a PG-13 or rated R podcast, probably mm-hmm. important. Uh, that little background to, goes a long way. How to speak into a microphone, especially if you've got microphones that are independent of the speaker's face, and even like just now I had to have Keegan move his microphone a little bit because I could hear it was soft, but um, informing them as to, okay, you want to talk at this part of the microphone because this is the part of the microphone that's going to make your voice sound the best. It's going to be the loudest. We'll be able to pick you up. Um, or, hey, you need to put this little thing this close to your mouth, um, whatever it may be. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, and... Uh, and this goes both ways. Some people like to do podcasts with guests where they just kind of, they you may have topics picked out, but you don't necessarily let the guests know what, what those things are, and you just go for it. Um, and sometimes people will send like, hey, these are the things that I'm looking mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, and maybe there's a little back and forth but before the podcast with the guests. Like, hey, I want to talk about these things. Um, is that cool? And they'll be like, yeah, or I don't really want to talk about that. Or, um, I don't really have a whole lot of information on this, but, uh, I would also like to talk about this, that, or the other. Yeah. Right. So doing that back and forth where, um, you, you, you're giving the communications big, right? I know just being somebody that's been on a few different podcasts over the years, um, where a few of them have just been like, Hey, you're going to be on the podcast at, 3 p.m. call up and then they just ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. Whereas I've also been on some where I got a detailed, this is what I want to talk about. How does this fit into what your experiences are and kind of what your MO of being here is? You know, well, having I think that back end makes yeah. a lot better conversation. Yeah. And I think too, especially like for a podcast that if, if you've got a really specific, um, kind of end goal in mind or a specific uh, angle you want to take on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go as like, just as myself, I could go on a podcast, five different podcasts. And I mean, my life experiences are always the same. They haven't changed, but what sh- life experiences or what knowledge or what applications or things that I've gotten from those pieces of knowledge or life experiences that I choose to bring onto the podcast may be different for every one of them because maybe somebody wants to talk more specifically about editing. Maybe somebody wants to talk mm-hmm. more specifically about video. Maybe somebody wants to just talk about how did I get into the career field? Or maybe somebody wants to talk more about just general random stuff, yeah. right? Like if you know, if you've got a very specific editing podcast and you're having somebody come on, um, it's, it would be helpful, like to me, if I'm that guest for you to go, Hey, 
you know, I really want to talk about um, editing specifically or editing waterfowl specifically or editing hunting television specifically or editing content for brands specifically, right? Because you might, most people have all kinds of experiences, all kinds of knowledge, all kinds of different things that they could talk about. And so it's, it's helpful, one, to know kind of which direction you may want to take that conversation and what angles you want to pursue and uh, to kind of give them a heads up because it primes their, even if you don't really say, hey, I want to talk about like these things specifically, it helps prime their head to, hey, he's going to want, this is kind of where he wants to take what, where he wants to take this thing. And, you know, I will tailor my responses to help get, to that point yeah. as a guest. Um, and also, it's a good skill to know how to talk and bring conversation about. Um, you you have to have the ability, one, to have a direction you want to go in and try to go in that direction. But some people talk more or less than others. And that, I mean, that's just, you'll, Everybody knows that from talking to people. But, well, like, if you ask me a question, I'll talk about it for a very long time. Yeah, and you're up. probably not going to – you might not have to, like, try to drag information out of me. You're probably going to have to be like, that's – we're done with that. Let's move on. Right? Whereas some people, you're like, hey, do you like editing? They'll be like, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like mm-hmm. editing. And then you have to – then now you have to start – Dragging that information out of them. Well, that's that's one that kind of brings up a good point. Um, you know, if you're somebody that wants to have a podcast and you have a lot of things that to talk about and you know a lot of interesting people that you can talk with, but maybe you're not the most comfortable speaker in the world. Not everybody's you and could just ramble on for six hours and never stop. Um, but to have notes and just bullet points mm-hmm. of just conversation points and flow where you can just reference it and say, okay, yep fishing, hunting, whatever, and just go down your list and then to not have not have it like written out word for word where you're just reading. Right. But to be able to have things where you can just kind of flow your conversation throughout the, your entire podcast and be able to just keep your listeners engaged in that mm-hmm. and make it seem like you are a good speaker, even though it may be something that's a little uncomfortable for you. And it's going to be probably uncomfortable for most people straight off the bat. I think it's the rare person that just gets on a podcast and is really comfortable in that medium. Um, well, it, but it comes it's with kind time. Of awkward for a it lot is. of people. I mean, it's especially you just, if you're on a podcast by yourself Oh yeah, and you're just sitting there staring at a wall and talking. I mean, that's, that's a little odd. Mm-hmm. It's a little different in this situation where we're just having a conversation about something that we're all passionate about. I mean, that makes things a lot easier, but that's also why you, start a podcast based on something you are passionate about. And then people pick up on that and realize that this is something that you care about and you're actually a wealth of knowledge in that subject. <clears throat> yeah. I think conversation and interviewing is, is as much um, a skill as anything else. Mm-hmm. You can learn to be good at conversation. You can learn to be good at interviewing people. Um, and you can learn how to get the information that you'd like to get out of somebody that sounds like a very coercive thing coercive that sounds like a very coercive thing to say but it's 
I don't mean it in that connotation. Just means that if you know that you want to talk about certain things or you'd like to get to a certain place, um, you know, there's ways that you can do that and you'll develop the skills to do that. Well, and that's with everything practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could record 10 podcasts and if you don't think they went well, but number nine went well, just post number nine. Yeah. You don't have to post the bad ones that just got you to that point where you're now comfortable in it. Right. You're comfortable talking about all of this and you're not fumbling and doing a bunch of ahs and ums and pauses and staring into the distance awkwardly like Clay does. Yeah, see, like, we probably lost seven listeners just just in that five <laughs> seconds. I just wanted to see how long it would go because I'm a huge fan of suspense and drama, and that was a very suspenseful moment. I enjoyed that. That wasn't very suspenseful to me. I thought it was. I, I mean, I sitting here it. looking at <laughs> if you're in the room right now, it was a very suspenseful moment. If you're just listening, you're probably, you probably, and that's you know what happens? The live. You know what happens to me sometimes? There's some podcasts that have, like, it just a little bit of a pause, and their audio drops so quiet that um, you know, like how when you're listening to music and somebody calls you, and there's that little bit of silence before your phone rings. My, if there's a little like that silence in a podcast, I'll look at my phone. My my brain will be like, oh, somebody's calling me. I'm not that popular. Well, I mean, nobody really calls me, but. I get random text messages and stuff. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you I think your phone is, is taking yeah, over. Yeah. I've had it happen to me so many times. And it it's usually not in podcasts like this. It's usually in like a crime podcast where they have those dramatic pauses. But it's a long enough pause where you're like, did I lose service? Did my Bluetooth turn off? What's happening here? And then I'm like, oh, they're just, it's just a suspenseful pause. Good to go. Um. So I think that the last a good point, though, just listening to other podcasts, yeah, and how like good podcasts do it, and kind of understanding that and modeling your the way you do stuff. Clay's kind of, being a terrible guest right now. He's spinning crap on the table, and I can hear it. Stop that, Clay. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Keegan. That that Clay interrupted you like I, that. Clay just Clay's <laughs> distraction was too much distraction. <laughs> No, but just finding like a podcast that you like or a style that you like and then kind of creating your own style off of that. Yeah. You know, obviously not everything's about copying them, but if you can see what good podcasters do and how they do it, you know, the Joe Rogans of the world or Burt Kreischer, like people like that, that have really engaging podcasts that a lot of people listen to and just understand and analyze why they have a good podcast. Anytime I've ever listened to Rogan, I skip like the first 14 minutes of the podcast because there's nothing but ads. <laughs> yeah, you oh, will yeah, find that's that. That's like Meat Eater. They do uh, like two and a half minutes ads the first episode, and I just right. skip through all of it. Like if I'm ever not on a podcast that we do and I listen to it, as soon as it starts playing, I hit that 30-second skip. I skip the intro and just start listening to the podcast. Every time. <laughs> I even skip our intro. Yeah, so do I. Skip it. I don't listen to our podcast because I'm usually on it. I've listened to every single episode. That you've been on? Even the ones I've been on. See, that's this is some this is a human tendency that I've always been curious about. Because I as a per like I was here. I listened to it and was on it. And so for me, I don't need to listen to it again because I've 
was in I was part of it. I don't what either. if you missed something? I wouldn't have. I'm here. I don't know. Your ADHD is pretty bad. My ADHD is also great at just lots of streams of information coming into my head and me taking them all in. But like I I would get it if we were recording something and it was being edited or chopped up or changed or like artistically uh uh differentiated from its original form, right? Then I might listen to it to be like, okay, how did this end up as a final product? But because the final product is exactly what just happened to me, I don't listen to it. Why do you listen to it over again? I think it in some ways it helps you be better at doing that. Your voice soothes him. That's all the answer I needed. I guess we can that's good. Perfect. Yeah, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Game over. No, I think I think you can Caleb learn. Caleb says you should listen to yourself so you have to hear what we hear. <laughs> I don't I'm just gonna sound great. I'm gonna put it on my no, <laughs> here's what I'll do is that. I'll put it on my freaking uh sound system at home. Oh, and please. it's just gonna sound okay. phenomenal. Speaking of that. <clears throat> yeah. Rabbit hole. Your podcast will have rabbit holes, by the way. Um, I mean, unless you're just like super notes driven. Um, and Keegan lives with Ryer. They share an humble abode together. Is the sound system Sh- that great? I mean, in 1985, it was really great. It's still pretty good. It's better than almost 80, it's better than 80 the- to 90% of the sound systems or avenues that people are using to listen to their music now. Right? My Beats by Dre Studio Wireless. Better. Not as good. As it's, my setup? No, his Beats by Dre is not as good as yours. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. My setup, if you're not listening on full-size speakers at your house, my setup is better than yours. I've just That's an opinion. No, it's not. There's no way to mathematically test that. There probably is, and it would win. No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just math. Uh... I don't know. We literally sat on the front porch listening to, uh, who was it? Blackfoot. Blackfoot. Never heard With of a it. sound system that was inside of my house. And we both were like, oh, it's getting late. We should probably turn it down a little bit. Never and that was ever. that was an entirely analog setup. All an- No digital, nothing digital as in that. It was a record played on a I'm record sure player. I'm sure 1985 it was top of the line. Yeah, well, the problem is to get a, Top of the line That's system today point. is it way too expensive. Anyway, for me, back to podcast off of vinyl. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about. This is one eighteen. It actually hasn't been as long as I thought it was. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is if you want to add a video component and or live component to your show. That adds a a whole other level of complexity. Um. But it can be done. It can be engaging. I will give you uh, kind of how we have it set up. And if you're Ryer, start the process 13 minutes before you're supposed to air on the live stream so that it 13? actually is on time. How about 30? Well, we were 13. You know what? Next late. time, why... next time, we'll have you set it up from scratch. I don't want to. I know, but I just, if you're going to give me crap about it. I don't have a... Mac with an M1, so I can't do it. That's a good mm. point. True. Inferior. Can't hide money. You can. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
obviously, if you're going to visually stream your podcast, you're going to need a camera. We use a Canon 6D. Um, you can use any camera that has an HDMI out. Or mini HDMI out. Or mini HDMI out. Um, people use GoPros. People use Handycams. Um, there's probably a way to use your phone to do it if you wanted to. Um, we use a 60. It's really easy. Uh, obviously, if you've got a mini HDMI out of your camera, you're probably going to need a um, you're going to need a converter from mini HD to full HD. Then we've got a HD eight, sorry HDMI. We've got an HDMI cord ran into this little video card. It's basically called a video card, and it's called a CamLink video card. And essentially, what that does is convert the camera's signal to something that your computer can read. This is the same technology since 2004 when Xbox gaming first became popular. Did you need one of those for it? Yeah. See, I didn't never had an Xbox, so I wouldn't know. But most people probably have, so that was a good addition. Thank you for that. I didn't know that that was a thing that you had to have. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, just take that from your Xbox and use it. Or buy it. I don't think they're very expensive. Um, <clears throat> and then we have that ran, obviously, into the computer via a US. What are you laughing at? And <laughs> <laughs> care to share with the class? <sighs> oh, wow. No. <laughs> if you're going to make fun of me, at least do it to my face. You guys know my policy. I don't care what you have to say. Just say it to me. I want to be a part of the joke. <laughs> tell, tell me the thing. Uh, what's, what's the rest of your backend setup there to stream on live? No. <laughs> I want to know what's causing him to die over there. I, ne- I must know. Out with it, Clay. Oh, you're doing great. He's literally crying. <laughs> I've never seen this much emotion on Clay ever. This is the hardest I've ever seen Clay laugh. <laughs> he's literally crying. This is the third tear he's ever shed in his life. <sighs> and the first two are when he ran over that sprinkler in the outfield. <laughs> what is it, Clay? Please tell me. <laughs> I think the people would love to know what you're laughing at. I have nothing to share. <laughs> oh, he's Your uh, sincere thankfulness to <laughs> Keegan's edition about the Xbox was the most sarcastic thing you've ever said. I wasn't even being sarcastic. Thank you for that edition there. It may be helpful. No, I was... <laughs> See, again, people misinterpret what I say all the time, apparently. You're just funny. I legitimately, like, that was a legitimate, I was legitimately thankful for that addition. I did, I had not ever, or I didn't know that was a thing. So I, I was didn't, actually, I didn't either. I was actually thanking Keegan for adding that because I'm, that would be helpful. But I guess it came across as me being a sarcastic jerk. I wasn't even trying to be sarcastic at how, that. How low time. on the list was jerk in the words you were going to use before jerk? <laughs> 
<laughs> There's probably two or three words ahead of that. Sorry um, for my interruption. Continue. Sorry, I was trying. I was actually being genuine there, but um, we've got that ran into the computer. Um, again, we also have the same kind of thing uh, with the board. The board has a USB out um, that we have plugged into the computer, and so we use a, a streaming software called OBS. It's free, um, super super capable. There's lots of streaming softwares out there. A lot of people use OBS. Again, it's free, so why wouldn't you? Um, and uh, basically, we you take the audio stream uh, from the camera, and you take the uh, or the video stream from the camera. I'm sorry, and the audio stream from the uh, board put it into here. It combines them, and uh, then you have it on the computer. What you then have to do is, if you're going to stream on YouTube, you have to set up the stream. Uh, it gives you a stream key. you got to put stuff like that in. Um, you can get as complicated or as simple as you want. You could do a multi-camera setup in OBS if you wanted to. Uh, you guys see uh, the beginning. We've got the uh, open. We've got our little commercial. We've got a placeholder. All of those are assets that we've created, imported into OBS, and we just kind of play through them. Can you create them in OBS, or do you, is it just easier to import them? I don't think you could. Well, you can't create. OBS is not an editing program. So they don't have, like, templates? They might. I, I wouldn't know. I have never looked at OBS. So yeah, I don't know I'm if asking. they have templates. I mean, they've got, there are, it's, it's more of a live switcher kind of thing than anything else. It's like a digital switchboard. Yeah, basically. Um, if you are not running this board, I don't know necessarily the workflow to getting audio from like a Zoom H6, H4, H5, whatever, into a computer. I know how I used to do it. Um, instead of having a video card, you have to have a sound card. So if you're running sound out of a mixing board and you want to convert it to a USB signal uh, that your computer can utilize, then you have to have a sound card. And you it basically takes an analog signal from an analog soundboard and spits it into the computer as a digital signal. Um, if you've got a digital board of some kind, most of them probably have a USB out. Um, if you're using, like I said, a Zoom, I don't know the workflow to that. Um, you would have to do some Googling or I would have to do some Googling to figure that out. Uh, if you're going to be live streaming, I would say it's probably, you should probably just get one of these. Yeah, definitely, instead of Googling it, just call Ryer so he can Google it. Sure. Now I'm honestly curious. I Because I know, I know, there. I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure somebody is doing it. But <laughs> I, I don't know how it's done. So <clears throat> that is one of my fatal flaws is... Send your questions to rednecktechpodcast at gmail.com. Attention, Ryer Porter. I, I genuinely like see like when other people call me with editing questions that I haven't seen before... I take it upon myself to try to figure out what the answer is because I want to know that answer for if that happens to me. And it it becomes almost a personal problem for me now. Like I've, I feel like I want to solve that problem as if it was my own problem because someday it might be because that's the way it's that... It's just your fear of missing out. It's like the, it's like the, no, Michael, Jordan, I, it's like the Michael Jordan and I took it personally. <laughs> and I took that personally. No, I, I'm genuinely like if there's a problem that somebody else is having... 
that I could foresee myself having, I want to know the solution. So well, even if I don't find out the solution, I want them to tell me what the solution was after the fact so that if it happens to me, I know it. We were doing the University of North Georgia baseball shoot, and Ryer sat in the dugout on phone and FaceTime with, was it R.T. Bailey? It was Rob Kenny. Rob Kenny for an, no exaggeration of two hours trying to figure something out, and neither of them could figure it out, including the help of YouTube and Adobe support, which is no support whatsoever. But And we got Caleb involved at some point. Yes. And, like, so, yeah. Go to Ryer with all your questions. <laughs> Again, Podcast at gmail.com. Attention, Ryer Porter. Ryer at copeland-creative.com. Also that. Yeah, that's Attention, my business help email. Me. That's my, that is, yeah. <laughs> Attention, help me. All caps. <laughs> Immediately, I am dying. Oh, that's if it's a medical emergency, call 911. There. Now we can't be sued for that. Um, <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, Caleb says, I've dozed off twice. I may need to get involved here. Look, just trying to get you so much needed rest. We could El call Presidente. in. We could... Suddenly, that function is not working. (laughs) (laughs) It's broken. (laughs) Can't call in. Can't call in. It doesn't work. Sorry. uh, Sorry, my phone's uh, dead. Yep. I'm going. uh, I'm going to drop the call. I got to text Caleb and tell him not to call in because my phone's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call. Phone's dead. Um, This is an automated response. The other thing is I've... Obviously, we have tried to stream this to to Instagram and to TikTok. Um, there's levels of complexity there that we still have not figured out. Um, it's ugly. It's There's a lot of audio adapters in this studio right now, and none of them do the job that I want them to do. Um, there's ways to do it. It's a lot. So, um, But if you figure it out. Uh, email Ryer at <laughs> copeland-creative.com. Attention, I can help you. If you ever have a social uh, question on social media, you should email Keegan, Keegan at copeland-creative.com. And that includes how do I post? <laughs> what, how did, where is the like button? And, and Keegan will happily field those questions. <laughs> so if we're going to be doxing people, Get doxxed, mother fricker. <laughs> what, what do they give you about clay? How to comb your mustache? Well, I got hella solutions. <laughs> You've hella. got one solution. And it's hella. It's, I'm even going to use it while I say it. I just can't believe that. My solution is hella, bro. For beauty tips, contact Clay at copeland-creative.com. I haven't figured the hair loss one out yet, but anything else, I got you. Yeah, he, well, he can tell you all the solutions that don't work. Facts. All of them. All of them don't work. Caleb says $900 later. $900 of what? I Don't look at me. I didn't ask him. $900 of what? Probably my audio connections. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Are y'all drunk? Only off life. Cheers. I'm drunk off of awesome work environment. (laughs) 
Chloe says, please don't stop the direct deposit. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, if you want to have a podcast, don't do this. <laughs> or do. I think people kind of like it a little bit. One or the other. Um, yeah, live streaming your podcast is, it's not super, uh, yeah, cords, adapters. Uh, it's not super complicated. It requires a few extra pieces of hardware and software. Uh, the one thing that I will say, because uh, this has happened to me, this has happened to other people, um, you cannot simply sync the audio from a board and and captured audio from a camera together. There's, um, It's kind of a technically complicated problem. But essentially, inside of any recording device, there's a clock that keeps um, <clears throat> that keeps time, and uh, that inside every recording device, there's a clock. Um, if you don't sync up those recording devices, each clock inherently has a certain amount of error. You won't notice that error in like. A really small clip. But if you start recording for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, uh, that error begins to compound. And so what you'll find is you'll spit out your audio file from your um, audio recorder, and you'll spit out your audio file from your camera, <clears throat> and you'll go to sync them up in Premiere like you would anything else. And uh, at the end, you'll be multiple frames out of sync. And Logically, that shouldn't happen, right? Because if you sync them up, everything should stay in sync. Well, that error has compounded, and because the error is different between your audio device and your video device, uh, they get out of sync. So there are solutions to it. There are workarounds, but I would say if you're trying to record your podcast, the best thing to do is to figure out a way to route your audio directly from your recorder into your camera. Or take them both into uh, like an OBS or something like that and combine them and save that file or record that file. Um, that's just my piece of advice because I've tried to do it multiple times. Um, I've had to help some guys try to figure out what was going on when they did that. Um, and it, that's kind of the only way I've really been able to see how to do that effectively. Uh, or you have to time code lock all of your devices. And that's... Atrocious. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> you, you, it's a, that's a whole thing. So um, that's my piece of advice if you're trying to record uh, a visual component to your podcast. Um, other than that, I mean, I think we've covered everything and more. Um, if, if we didn't cover what it takes to have a podcast on this, we've done a terrible job for an hour and a half. Do you think that we've covered all the information somebody would need to have to at least get started or to know what they're in for, Keegan? I think they've more than gotten started. Clay? C. Muchas gracias. Um, Muy bien. And with that, um, I don't think there are any announcements that I can think of. Uh, <coughs> is the class full? I think the, the class, class is full. Is full. Class is full. 
But if you're still interested in coming to the class, feel free and reach out um, on the Instagram in case somebody cancels last minute. Not that it's going to happen, but also then we can know that you're in for the next class. Mm-hmm. Facts. Uh, Redneck Tech Podcast on Instagram. Redneck Tech Podcast on YouTube. Um, Redneck Tech Podcast in in everywhere. It's all, it's just that's what it is. It's all always maybe, red. All main. Uh, uh, all major words, streaming words. platforms. All major streaming platforms. We be pushing that RSS feed. We be pushing it. So, uh, anyways, that's it. Thanks for listening. I know it's been a long one. Hopefully, it was informative. Next week, we're going to be talking pretty much the same way about what it takes to have a web show. Uh, so, if that's something that you are also interested in, make sure to tune in and tell your friends. And tell your friends and smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that comment section. And uh, turn on your notifications. Yeah. Bingo. And make sure you get a mascara brush for your mustache. Uh, because, you know, it's that's what you need to do. Anyways, out.